Hoo-dee-hoo. Hey guys, back for episode 9. <clears throat> I just wanted to give a quick intro, of course, like I always do. Um, this is going to be me interviewing my good friend, Polly. We're like brothers, he's a good guy. Um, and I love the fact that he's constantly pushing the boundaries to what we can and cannot do. And he's always figuring out and discovering new ideas to keep pushing and, and there's nothing that will stop him. And that's how I try to live my life and it's how a lot of us should. And um, he's very important to what I'm trying to get done here or get accomplished. I really just want to get this out to as many people and help people because i am really been having a lot of trouble. Um, I do have a nice little core audience, but it's getting it to people who really don't know me. And they just see a podcast and they just think you're just trying to sell something to make some money. And I'm not making any money right now off of it. I just want to help people. And I've had, especially like in the depression and anxiety support groups, they're, a lot of them are just blocking the link from being able to post it because they just like, oh, well, it's promotion and, you know, you're not helping anybody. But it's like they don't understand. That's all this is about. And, um, and you know, especially with the dis- disabled part of it, a lot of them are just like, well, I don't see how this is going to help us. It's like, you don't get it. If we don't stick together and we don't, push and strive for more and we don't get our voice out there we're never gonna make it anywhere we're not gonna maybe maybe individually we could if we get past all our hurdles but to help the actual cause and to get people like us out of the darkness and and the trauma that they're going through and and What's preventing them from going further? The only way we're going to be able to help them is if we stick together and more of us are out there fighting. And um, so, yeah. So I need you guys to hit five stars if that's how you feel. Um, You know, write reviews or share the link to wherever anybody you think that could help them. And um, the more people that hear it, the better. And, yeah, like I said, I, I am very grateful for you guys that are supporting and I know I have to be a little more patient, but I do like what the podcast is doing for me. Um, obviously, the depression episode took a little out of me, um, but it's what I needed to do. And uh, anybody wants to share their story, please get a hold of me. And uh, I will be putting Paul's links at the bottom or in the bio of this episode if people want to buy his um, products. Or if they want to, I should say, if they want to order something. Like if he if he's making a dog dish or whatever and you want one, just get a hold of him or get a hold of me. And, um, yeah, uh, just so people know, I was trying out a new mic I got. Um, I'm going to buy a much better one down the road. But I got this little one where I put on Paul's chest so you might hear him a little clearer than you hear me. So it was just a tester, but it, it still came out pretty good. And uh, we did it at Grandma's house. So there was a couple little... in. Uh, you know, uh, intrusions, I should say, like grandma's clocks and she turned on the air, but it kind of works. It's just good old grandma. But again, guys, um, quick little ad and then um, let you meet my good friend, Polly. Thanks. Bye. Hey, guys, we're back with your favorite part. Back with your favorite part. It's the ad. Um, 
my ad is Anchor, and I'm just happy with this because of how easy it is. Um, As I've said in many episodes, um, my depression beats me up, and if this wasn't so easy to do, I would have given up on it pretty quickly. And now I'm very, very committed. Um, You can download the app at any app store on any device. Um, You can get it on, you can also check it out on their website, which is anchor.fm. And like I said, the tools are very simple. Just hit record. Once you make an account, and once you got your audio, you can put in little drops, you put in music, you can trim things down. It's on all platforms like Apple and Spotify. Um, yeah, guys, check it out. Hope you enjoy. And uh, back to the episode. Hey, guys. Um, I just had something in my mind I really wanted to discuss. Um, it's a conversation that me and my cousin Penny had that I thought was very important. And it made a lot of sense <clears throat> for kind of how I feel. Um, you know, when it comes to people you love and how I think a lot of times we spend so much time trying to figure out what to say to people and we get stuck in our own emotions and whatever and embarrassments and and whatever else and we don't ever just say, you know what, man? Or, you know, whoever, I love you and I care about you and you, you, you impact my life. You know, and I've been slowly trying to do that because of, I mean, through the podcast by mentioning people and just saying what they did for me. Because if I didn't have these specific people, I wouldn't be able to make it through life. And that's a fact. There is no way in the world I would still be standing here. Um, and I think a lot of times when someone dies, that is the way we feel the most comfortable to go and, Man, I love them, and I wish they were still here. But it's like, when they're standing right in front of you, why can't we just say, "Hey, I love you"? Why do we let these things get in the way? And again, I'm not—I'm not exonerated from this at all. I'm a part of the problem, um, as we all are. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those food for thought type of things. Um, it was just something on my mind. I, I we were—you know—she was call me after the podcast and let me know she was proud of me and that she and you know sad to hear a lot of these things but you know she was being supportive and it's like it's so nice that someone even cares to reach out and just say that because you know we we so forget sometimes how other people are affected by the things and we just kind of sit in our own bubble and then it's just like we come into their life at some point maybe a phone call or something it's like hey how you doing yeah i'm not great oh you know you i hope you're all right um but i got this going on and and then you realize like oh they're not doing well and and and, you know you have to try as i as i said on the last episode like you have to care and really appreciate every day you have with whoever you have. And that's what I learned about losing Diva. Like, I think you learn something every time you lose somebody or lose something. And with Diva, like, I learned, you know what, like, I'm not, I'm sad that she's not here, but I'm not sad that I don't have more years with her. Like, yeah, it'd be nice, but, you know, she's gone. 
but I had a good 14, 15 year run with her and she was there and she meant everything to me. And you know, I have a lot of other people now and I care about them and they're there. And you know, no one will ever replace Diva, but I have a lot of people that can fill that gap, including Bullet, the new kitty. So, um, yeah guys, like I said, I'm just trying to find ways to be positive and this is my updated feeling. I still have my negative thoughts and still sad and, you know, angry and, and depressed and have that. But, you know, this is how I'm feeling. This is just a quick update. I think I'm going to do maybe one of these every episode. Um, but I don't want to take away from Paul's thing because it's his story. Um, and, yeah. So, thanks, guys. Okay, guys, we're back with episode nine. And I'm here with my friend, Polly. Polly, say hello. Howdy. Alrighty, so uh, obviously I know you, so some of the questions I'm going to ask you, I probably know the answer to, but, you know, I just want to ask it so other people can get to know you. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask is, uh, what is your actual eye condition? Well, I, it's actually retinal detachments. Um, it was caused from medication. Okay, you know what medication? Prednisone. Prednisone, okay. They put me on prednisone for my atopic dermatitis, mm -hmm. which is eczema. Right. And apparently my parents knew that eye problems could be a side effect. Mm -hmm. And my luck, it was. Alright. So that caused... Uveitis, which is an inflammation in the eye, that caused scar tissue, and scar tissue tore my retinas. When, uh, when did that happen? Like, uh, age-wise? Oh, I was 12 years old. When you were diagnosed? When I had my first retinal detachment. Okay. And I had 16 eye surgeries. Within three years, I lost my sight when I was 15. 15? Yep. Okay. Um, before I go on, to, oh, is there anything you want to add to that? Um, no, I had started having eye, I had eye problems when I was nine too. I had cataracts in both eyes. Oh, wow, okay. When I was what nine. What was that caused from? I don't, I don't know, really. Oh, okay. I know I had, uh, cataracts in both eyes at the age of nine and that was I was told that was unusual usually 60s and 70 year olds get the cataracts now is that is, have you ever heard of that, any of that in your family no nope so it was okay so yeah you were yep. probably doomed as far as your eyes regardless if it wasn't the prednisone it was something else yeah who, who knows where it would have went if it wasn't if I had to assume the prednisone caused the cataracts too Oh, okay. Oh, you were taking it before. Oh, that's right. Oh, I'm you had sure. Eczema. Yeah. That's right. You had it your whole life. Yep. Um, so what were you like with your childhood, like, as far as, um, I mean, how were you very active, and uh, what were you into? Um, growing up, we lived out in the country, so. Right. We didn't interact with town people much, so. But you like to work on stuff. Like, were you like that then? Or were you just into, like, regular kid stuff? Like, you know. 
toys and whatnot? Uh, I'd say regular kids stuff, but I also had chores and stuff to do too. Yeah. So. Because you're very handy. Like, did you start learning that after you lost your sight? Because you have a pretty good grasp of how certain things work and whatever. Like, did you did you know how a wrench and all that worked before you lost your sight? Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. We used to help fix a lot of stuff. Um, let's see here. Um, okay, so what was your, uh, what was your initial reaction when your doctor told you that you were going to lose your sight? Um, that's an interesting question because I think the doctor and my mother took it the hardest. Right. Uh, after going three years of 16 eye surgeries, having your sight for a little bit, losing it, having it for a little bit, losing it, you kind of get the idea of where it's headed. Right. So. You were how old at that point when they told you that? 15. 15, okay. Yeah. How much longer did it until you had sight and then it went? Uh, it never came back when he told me that. But I mean, when did you have any sight when he told you that? When he gave you the actual news that you're going to go blind? Or no. did he just tell you you were blind? Actually, he didn't even... If I remember correctly, he didn't even tell me that I was going to go blind. I think it all started as in... There's a, there's a school out in Pittsburgh where you can go to learn how to be independent. Right. I don't... He might have told my mother that I was going to go blind. I don't remember him ever telling me that. So how long did it take you to like accept it, like that you were just gonna lose it? Mm, wasn't very long. I mean, I had family and pushing me. Right. Like I didn't want to eat with everybody else, and that was kind of your depression. Yeah, I didn't just didn't want to do nothing. And got old real quick. Right. <laughs> so. And they brought a mobility instructor out and braille teacher out. And this is during your schooling? Or just at home? Uh, that was at home because actually I was the last three years of high school I was actually homeschooled. Oh, okay. Because I don't think, this is my opinion, I don't think the school I went to was equipped for blind people. That's my opinion. They might see it different, but I think one of the most fascinating things is I've I've asked you. I don't know if I asked you, but we were talking about it because you told me your favorite color is orange. Yep. And I asked you, do you remember what it looks like? And you told me what about it, like fading and. Um, colors I can pretty much still picture. Right. It's faces. Faces. That's what it was. Faces. They're slowly. Going away. Like I can hardly, if I sat here and just focused, I can't. Now, do you mean a face in general, like what a face looks like, or like a face of a person you already knew? What a face of like? a person I already know. Like your mom or whatever. Yeah, I I don't even, I don't know what my mom and dad even look like anymore. Wow. Okay. Anymore, it's it's been so long. Yeah. Heck, it's been twenty some years. 
Because you're absolutely a person. Like They say it as like a cheesy thing, but you absolutely see with your hands. Yeah. What you're hearing or all your other senses. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, so this question, I know the answer to, and we've joked about it, but are your eyes real? <laughs> no. Nope, I have. When the retina is detached, all the fluid drained out of them and they shriveled up. So I guess, uh, I don't know how you want to put it, but. They're prosthetics. Well, yeah, I got prosthetic. No, I was trying to describe my oh. original eyes. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like how they shriveled up. Oh, right, and then they get like, like super, what are they, like, they were like raisins and they just like were. Maybe not quite raisins, but yeah. You got to drift like when you dehydrate grapes or plums, you know how you get raisins and right well because a lot of people suffer even me i suffer from uh uh dry eye syndrome but yeah. yours was way worse than that because they just shriveled up they're all wrinkly like an old person <laughs> grandma <laughs> <laughs> um okay yeah um so i do have prosthetic eyes they're just a they're not an actual eye it's just a shell that sits on the muscle oh, of okay. the of the eye um and you can take them out right Yes. Okay. Yep. Take them out and clean them. I'm assuming they're very expensive. I believe they were $4,500 a piece. And I'm on my second set. So. Um, okay, so this is a question I had. Um, what are some things that you love to do before you lost your sight that you either can't do the same or can't do at all? Um, I know you pretty much screw it. You'll try anything, but oh yeah, but I'm sure there's some things that are totally different. Well, I can't ride four wheelers anymore. Okay. Uh, can't drive. Not that I really drived before I went blind because I wasn't old enough to drive, but. Yeah, I'm sure your dad or somebody like that you hold on to the steering wheel or whatever. Well, uh, yeah, I've drove in the yards and stuff, tractors, farm tractors, mm -hmm. uh, trucks. They're the kind of things you you really can't do anymore. Right. I mean, can't read anymore, but not not that that was fun, anyways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hear that? Still isn't. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't let too much hold me back. No, I know. Um, I try and do everything on my own. And what are, is there any some any things that you did like to do then that you now do now, but you do it differently? Like I said, I know you. I mean, I don't. Did you watch a lot of TV back then? Some, yeah, yeah. And yeah. obviously, when you watch TV now, how do you do it? You just listen and try and picture what people are doing. And it's if it's something I haven't seen before, then it's not an easy. Why don't you watch a lot of YouTube videos? Oh, I get frustrated with them. Yes, because um, when there's something, there, somebody's doing something, I want to know what they're doing. And I can't figure it out. It's right. Yeah, I've, I've seen you like play yeah. it back and forth, like over and over, to see if you can lock on to what it is. Yeah, it it gets more a uh, real annoying. But what are those um movies or something that you got where it had like it describes it? Like what's going on? Wasn't that something you were doing? It was like a movie, and it had it would like describe like what's going on in the actual movie because you had like specific ones. At least I thought you did. 
Um. No, like, uh, kind of like the, uh, like the Dukes of Hazard. Mm-hmm. I watched that so many times. I can, I can tell you, I, I've seen it when I had sight, so I can pretty much tell you what's going on. Is there any type of, you know, how they have like subtitles and stuff like that, but th- for like the deaf, what do they have anything for blind as far as uh, watching TV or movies or any of that? They have narrated. Narrated, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, na- narrated. Somebody talking in the background telling you what's going on. Right, okay, that's what I meant. Yeah. I'm still trying to find that on Hulu, by the way. What? How to turn that on. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay. Descripted video or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anybody out there knows. I will. Let TJ know. Yeah, please. I'll, if I find it myself or someone else tells me, I will definitely... Uh, I'm being told that you can turn it on. I just can't figure out where to go to do it. Yeah, oh, well, I definitely have to find that. Um, oh, okay, so you, you briefly mentioned it earlier. Um, tell me about like why you went to Pittsburgh. Uh, and how long were you there? BBS sent me to Pittsburgh. Blind Visual Services. It, well, it, yeah, it's Pittsburgh Vision Services. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. They sent me when I was 17. They have uh, summer programs where it lasts, I think it's five weeks. And it's for teenagers uh-huh. that are visually impaired. And you go there and they teach you how to live independent. They teach you uh, how to do your bills and stuff, where you have to get volunteers, and they read it, and they show you different ways to market so you can remember what they are. Yeah. Uh, Cooking, uh, Braille. There was uh, AA classes. There was mobility classes. What are AA classes? AA classes? Yeah. Attitude and adjustment towards blindness. So you failed that class? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) 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 Uh, Braille classes. Uh, They taught you how to clean. Taught you how to do your own laundry. How to mark your washer and dryer so you're able to do it yourself. Mark your clothing so you know what colors you have or whatnot. And I'd done that. They had activities too. It wasn't all just prison. Right. They did have some fun activities. Um, did that for two years. Like two years straight? You lived there for two years? No, no, no. I they, okay. they were summer programs. Right, right. Okay. I did it for two. I did two years of it, and then they also have a IT class there. Which is not included. It's something different. Uh, they taught me how to use JAWS and OpenBook. That's computer speech software. Right. Because I was going to CCAC, Community College of Allegheny County okay. College for computer programming. Which was a joke. But that's besides the point. Okay. Um, so they taught me how to do, use the JAWS and open book and all that stuff. 
at Pittsburgh Vision Services, and that was a three-month program. Wow. So. Now you definitely you lived on your own for a little while, right? I didn't. I didn't move out until I actually went to move to Pittsburgh to do. When I was 18, I did that training from September to November, uh-huh. and then uh, to 2001, I went to CCAC, so I moved to Pittsburgh. I got an apartment down there, which blindness and visual services paid for. Wow. They paid for the schooling. The only thing it really cost me was TV, phone, and grub. Right. That's pretty good, though. So, yeah. I went down there f- for a year. It was a computer programming certificate. And then I moved back to my mom and dad's for like, I don't know, a m- month. Uh-huh. Maybe not quite a month. Then I got my own place and haven't been back since. So that was what nineteen. Wow. Okay. Um, so what I asked, well, the reason why I asked that was because um, do you still remember all the things they taught you in Pittsburgh? Because you lived on your own, you'd probably have to. I'm sure you didn't have a whole lot of help. No, I didn't have a lot of help. Uh, yeah, I I still remember a lot, and I mean braille, I can do enough braille to get by. I can't sit down and read a novel. Well, technology wasn't the same either back then. No, no. No, back then I think they still had the flip phones. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, so you remember everything, or the majority of it? The majority of it, yep. Yep. Do I use the majority of it? Not really. Yeah. I mean, it's good to know in case you need to know it. But once you're blind for so long, you figure out ways of things that work for you so right um these next two questions someone asked me and i think you'll give a different answer than i would um what do you think is the best part about being blind the best part yeah what are some good things my mind was more um you know what do you what do you think is you know what, what are the good things about being visually impaired that most people wouldn't accept where it's like i think i'm a lot more open-minded to people's feelings and um, I feel, you know, who knows where we could have been if we were just some person that just kind of had things handed to us or whatever. Um, so life's a little different for someone like you or I. Um, but you have no sight at all, so. <clears throat> um, but yeah, what are some of the things that you, again, I know it's not great, but what are some of the things yeah, that Yeah, I was going to say, there is, personally, there is nothing good about being blind. But, on the other hand, it's not. The worst thing, I guess. You can live with it. Yeah, you can live without. You can live without it. It's not easy because it's definitely a sighted world. Right. Uh, I don't know. I guess the good part, losing my sight, was I. As a kid, I didn't have to mow grass. <laughs> that, got, that got me out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's out of some things. <laughs> and so I guess that's a good thing. Uh, boy, I don't, I don't know. 
Have you ever like used your blindness as an excuse, like even when you probably didn't need to? Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, right. I, I'm I, sure. I was asked that, and I said I probably have. I just can't think of it. Like I used to use them for college for tests, so I could take them home. Uh, okay. And yeah. Sometimes that's... you just gotta play the blind card. Yeah. Well, we, 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 we it's, it's surprising how very little we play it though. Yeah. Even yeah. when we should play it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just say screw it and then just wing it. There's a lot of times you don't need to play the one card because that's just laziness. It depends on the situation. Right. Um, and this was definitely another one that I had. Um, what? Um, how do you think your life would be different if you had either, I don't know, some sight or perfect sight? Like if you never lost all your vision, how do you think your life would be different? How do I think it would be different? Yeah, from like when you were a nine-year-old kid until now. Now, but you take out the visual impaired blurness or the blindness. Well, I can definitely tell you I would have never listened to blindness and visual services. Right. Told me to go for something in computers instead of doing what I actually wanted to do. Which was? Carpentry. Carpentry, okay. They just told me there was no demand for it in this area. Right. Which is Pennsylvania, by the way. Yes. Uh, they said I had to do something in computers. Well, I can tell you where you can stick a computer. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Goes back to the AA you failed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah because when I was asked, I'm like, it's it's hard to answer, but I, I know some of the things. Like I was really big into cars, and that and it's like the idea of driving is just completely gone. I've accepted that, but it took a while for me to just go like, oh, I'll never be able to do that. Um, Can't look at girls anymore. That sucks. Yeah. But how do you, how do you how do you know when you are you like someone? Just I don't mean just like as like a dating, but like because when you're around them, you always you always try to like hear their voices and. As far as liking them. Just, just in, like because you can't see them, so you, your way of finding out someone is attractive is like how do you go about doing it if you can't see them? Well, you always got the voice. Right. That's a sighted person. The looks is what matters, but right. I gotta hear this person, so you definitely gotta go by the voice. Uh, well, don't forget your trick where you have your arm, you hold your arm, and you try to bump against their chest. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away my secrets. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'll block all sighted people from this. No, I don't care. All right. <laughs> I have no shame. Yeah, that's all right. I can do what I, well, we get along so well. So. Um, but yeah, no, you But yeah, when, you, when I hold on to somebody, you know, you just find ways to get curious. Tell if they're slender or bigger yeah. or whatever. Especially if they tuck their arm right along their side. Right. You can tell if they got a sway or not. You can tell. Yeah. Poor. You can pretty much tell a person by their just feeling their arm what size they are. Right. I mean. Yeah. I you're mean, not gonna have a fat body and a skinny arm. Usually. So, yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how little people realize like how much they take their sight for granted or any of their senses until one of them goes and you're like, oh, like yeah, there, you can use these because I remember when I would. I mean, I could see a little bit, but. I did the uh, the blindfolded test where like I had a mobility trainer and he blindfolded me and he just said, mm-hmm. oh, I want you to get me across the street. You hold my arm and you tell me when to go. And obviously, if I did it, I did it incorrectly, he would yank on me. 
but you know you just listen from where the traffic's going it's like it's pretty simple but you don't think right. about it because you're you know even with me i'm very visual so i just i look for the cars right yep <clears throat> but yeah do you can you think of anything that you think would be different if you had your sight besides oh, yeah. i i just want to clarify one thing too yes voices can be deceiving too so oh yeah watch it uh-huh you might get somebody that sounds young, but they're probably 90 or 80 years oh, old. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know so. what you got to be careful. Right. Well, okay, I can ask this differently. Why did you, why did you like carpentry? Um, I want that clock, by the way. It's my grandma's grandfather clock. It's a real one. Um, well, when I... Before I started losing my sight, I kind of tinkered around with, uh, I did wood shop in school, uh, which that was fun. Um, my schools don't have that anymore. I tinkered around with it at home a little bit, and one time I went to a adult support group through our work. Uh -huh. And my dad cut out a bunch of birdhouses for us to put together. And I thought that was fun. So I started having my dad cut out birdhouses and bird feeders for me. And I just sold them through family and stuff. Then I kind of got away from it because I went down to Pittsburgh and... Once I got my own place, I started back up, and my wood, my wood stuff just took off. Sorry, so. Grandma turned on air conditioner. Silly Grandma. Um, my my wood pro my wood projects just took off, and I have a cousin and a good friend that makes jigs and stuff. Uh huh. And it, no, I just can't get enough of it. I know. Make sure we go into that towards the end. Um, so what? What? Um, actually, I should ask this other question first. Um, how is your depression? Because I know you take a lot of Zoloft, but um, uh, I mean, you t you wear it well, but obviously you have some sort of depression. Yeah. If if I didn't take the medicine, I'd be in a lot of trouble, probably. Um. Mine is mainly anger. Right. I have a short fuse. What are you the most angry about? Uh, in general or whatever towards my blindness. Both. Uh, I don't know. Before I before I went blind though. I put my hand through the bedroom door a couple times. Right. Slammed the doorknob into the wall. Uh, you were just angry? Yeah. Were you uh, angry at anything? Just just mad in general? Oh, I can't remember then. You just had a temper problem? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did you do any kind of like counseling or therapy or anything? No, they just put me on that medicine and it seemed to right. calm me down. So what is your then? What is your uh, depression as far as your um, your anger as far as towards your blindness? Um, 
Like, is it more directed towards how the world treats you, or is it more things that you try to do and you can't do it the way you want to do it? Or I would say a little bit of both. Right. I would definitely say a lot of people hold me back from doing things that I think I can do. That really ticks me off. Uh, Remember our slogan? Our slogan? Your mind motto we came up with a few years ago? Uh, what was it? Fuck limitations? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only limitations I got is what I can't do. Right. Let me prove that to you. Exactly. Um, oops. As far as... Doing stuff that I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that irritates me a lot. Especially if it's something simple. And I can have a sighted person do it in right. two minutes and it, I tried it for an hour. That really irritates me. Does it bother you? Like, because it bothers me. I mean, even if it's people I care about, like Grandma. Um, me and Sue Ellen talk about this all the time, about how frustrated it is that we always need someone to drive us somewhere. And well, I was kind of waiting for this question because there is the one worst thing about being blind is depending on transportation. Yeah. If anything of being blind, I think that's the worst. Yeah, because you have to accept it. Yep. You can't just get in a vehicle and go. Yeah. You have to rely on transportation, and it sucks. Right. Well, we all perked our ears up when we found out cars are driving themselves, but you need to have a license. And you're not going to get a license unless you pass a driver's test. Right. Doesn't mean it won't change over time, but as of right now, we're still screwed. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're screwed anyways, because we can't afford them. Yeah, well, that's true too. That's a whole other problem. Yeah, that's a whole other problem. <laughs> but yeah, I hate, I hate being told I can't do something. Right. And as far as the worst thing of being blind, I'd say transportation. Yeah. Yeah, that's. You just, it sucks. Yeah, because there's no way around it. There's, there's plenty of forms of transportation, but they all suck. Like the bus is cool. The you know, the different bus type programs like ours is called Step or whatever, they're all fine, but they... They ain't going to take me to no sawmill and grab me a load of lumber. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. And if you do a cab, they're they're running the meter. Yeah. You know, or Uber or anything. I'm like, you're, you're yeah, you, you know, you're going to get screwed one way or another. Um, but it's, yeah, trust me, I feel that one too. I mean, because like I said, we... I've talked about it with many other people, and it's 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 rough because no matter who the person is, no matter like it could be your mom, it doesn't matter. It's like sometimes you just want to be able to go, all right, mom, I'll come and pick you up. Right. And you can't. Um, and it's the thing we've had to swallow for a long time. Oh, it's not only that. I mean, you ask family to take you somewhere, and sometimes it just seems like it's a burden. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, there are people that make it that way, too. Yeah. There's people that don't, and they're very accepting, and they're just like, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. But then you feel like you're being a burden regardless. And that's right, just, right. I think that's part of the depression and the insecurity that we just, we want to feel like we're needed, too, and in that department, we're never going to be needed. Right. We can't do anything about it. Um, let's see. 
Um, okay, so what what keeps you going? Like what what? Why are you still alive? Because you know I'm sure. I mean I've I've met people. Because I'm bullheaded. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I mean what what I mean there's got to be something that gets you up in the morning to just try to strive for or just you know. Oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe it is just bullheading. You're lazy, and you, you know. But I'm like, again, I'm not saying I want you to ever hurt yourself. But in general, it's like it's not hard to do, and we've all been through so much crap. Oh yeah. I yeah. know you've heard parts of my, you know, you've heard my story and where mm-hmm. I've been mentally, and still am to a certain degree. But you know, there's got to be something that just keeps you going. Um, you know, like as I, I said about mine. Part of it is just people like you that I care about and don't want to just let them down. Um, or just, you know, whatever. Just the little things. Like, oh, a new show's coming out or new so- something that I'm enjoying. Like, for you, maybe it's making new products and whatever it is. Well, if I had to say something, I'd have to say that would be it. I mean, sometimes. Part of it would work? Yeah. Or the friends? Well, both. Okay. Okay, you don't like me. That's fine. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you. Um, not only ask that because I know, like I said, you're a person that you're not you're not as vocal about the depression and all that because it's you know in general it's kind of like no I'm not a I'm not a, not that you're embarrassed by it but oh no I don't have nothing to hide you just you just show your you put up your tough side and you just go through life and again, I I I definitely need a punching bag well I'm not gonna mention but you know who I think is or should be <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, no, I got you. I mean, like I said, I always yeah. say whatever gets you through life, whatever gets you through the damn day, then just do it. Um, I would say uh, I have a hard show. Right, you do. Some people think I'm just a big old teddy bear, but... Who thinks that? Uh, an individual at work said that. Well, they're, they're, they're not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, you are. You can be. I I would help anybody if I could. Now you're a softy. Yeah, you just no. Have... Don't be telling anybody you that. You are. You are. We just got done talking. I had a hard show. You do, but if inside it's like well, you're one of those. Let's see, what can be hard? Yeah, you're like a like a, one of those jelly beans or a candy that has like a filling inside. It's like yeah, hey, you're hard on the outside, but then you get inside, it's cool, it's moist. That's you. <laughs> okay. That's you, Polly. No, but I understand. So I'm a big old teddy bear. Right. <laughs> teddy bear, but like, you don't have fur. Without the fur. Yeah. Your, your furriness, your gushiness, your stuffing uh, is on the inside, but the outside uh, is like needles. I'm a big old teddy bear, but I'm definitely not a panda bear, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> They're cute. <laughs> Thanks, um, buddy. No, you're, you're cute for me. I love you, but yeah, no, not that kind of cute. That must be a grizzly bear. Yeah. Um, let's see. This question, okay. Uh, how do you seem to know? Oh, this is a good one because a lot of people sometimes see certain blind people and they just travel and they're just flying around. It's like, like okay, at work, like how do you seem to know where you're going? I've been there enough. Right, you get used to the. You get used to the area. Was that part of your training in Mo- in uh, Pittsburgh? The mobility? mobility. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, when you were when you were there, you had to be able to leave the building on your own you had to 
get a mobility instructor to sign off and the only way they would sign off is if you could walk around the block oh, okay. safely so how long does it usually take you to get to know a place not very long like you know I wasn't is it pending on the size yeah but like uh, the bus stop right you know how hesitant I was about doing that because I'm not all about getting lost. Right. Well, you also have to cross that one big street. And yeah. Well, not anymore. Most of the bus drivers drop me off on the other side. Yeah, you got lucky with that one. Yeah. But anyways, uh, once I did it a couple of times by myself, now it's nothing. Right. Yeah. What about something bigger like work? Um, well, they didn't have them, if they didn't have the guide things on the floor, I think it would definitely be a lot harder, yeah. but I'm not saying I can't navigate my way through there without them. You would find a way. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that you do that I, I find fascinating is like everything you do, you always find a way how to acclimate it to your life. Like you make it so... Anything anyone does, whether it's the phone or physical things, whatever, you always find mm -hmm. a way how blind people can do it. And a lot of times, I don't even do that. Like, I just try to find a way how I can just do it. And then you come up with some blind way of doing it, and I'm like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Right. That's what I love. I always enjoyed you did that. But you, you notice at work, I don't always use my cane in the warehouse. Right, right. Especially when we're doing green and stuff. Right, yeah, you would just walk around. Mm-hmm. Because I've always told you you're built to be a blind guy because you're a big guy and you bounce off of things. Yep. doesn't mean you don't take any bumps and bruises, but... Oh, I get my share of those. You but sure do. I'm a little tougher. I can take it. Yeah, but I've seen you just bounce off of something and go, ouch, and then just keep walking. Yeah. There's a lot of people, like, yeah, they're just... Like, I would suck as a blind person. <laughs> I mean, I could take it, but it would, it would hurt more. Um... Most people would say if you use your cane, you wouldn't do that. That's true. But, but I mean, it's much easier just to get up and go somewhere and just go move and yeah, grab what you got to do. Yeah, uh, a cane seems to, I don't want to put it. Get in the way? Well, yeah, but you're also tied down to it. That's true. It's, a, it's not like you, you can just get up and start walking. I need well, that, and there's a lot of things we've done where it's like heavy lifting. You can't just have one hand. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you know, pulling those loads of grind and all that. Right. Like we, couldn't, we couldn't pull a Gaylord and have a cane on the side. Even if you could hold it there, you would hold it by, like, the string. Right. It's like, it's not going to yeah. get you anywhere. Yeah, that's some, some things you just can't do with one hand. Right. Um, just off the work thing. Um... How do you, do you like or hate working with other people with other vision problems or blindness? Uh, I don't have a problem with it. But I mean, you, like, when we, you and I worked together, and I'm not just making it about me, but when we worked together, it was like, if you think about it, like when we do targets, like, there's times we don't even talk. Right. And it's just, you're in one area and I'm in another area, but we always kind of know where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't understand or, or really downplay some of the things we do where 
we can easily work with each other. Now I have some sites, so that helps, I guess. But you work right. with blind people, you being blind, and um, you know, it, it's it's really not that hard. No, no. Just. You know, I mean, sometimes you bump into people, but. Yeah, then hey. you make light of it and just keep going. Yep. <clears throat> it's really um, honestly, I think I think I mean it's it's more challenging. Oh yeah. But I think trying it, to do anything visually impaired is more challenging. Right. But I mean, just with another person. I mean, sometimes it is easier just to work alone. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, I never like. I um, guess it depends on the individual. Right. Yeah. I I never because I've never worked with you or or John or anybody, and I was just like, man, I just wish somebody had sight here. Like very rarely, if it was something that like we dropped, we couldn't find it. I bet you don't wish that now. Why? Wish you had sighted people. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, sighted people, still listen to the podcast. We were gonna shit on you, but so be it. But no, I. Uh, well, for what I do, I need a driver, so I need some. I need some sort right. of person with sight, but. Um, but no, I, I. I'm not crapping on sighted people, but. That's okay. I am. Sometimes I think they don't understand. No, they don't. No. But again, that, that that's everybody though. Like we don't know what it's like to not have hearing or whatever. Um, and I'm not. I'm talking about all sighted people. Right, right. I got family that don't want to ask me for help. Right. And then I got other family members that expect me to do things I never expected to do. Right. Well, I think that's the thing I, I mentioned before that people either downplay what we have. Or, you know, where they just act like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, or they don't even, or they just want to baby us and just like, oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna include you in any of this stuff because you can't do it. Right. And that's that's where it's frustrating. Because um, I think, um, I think I said it on the last one, like some of the hardest things about being visually impaired are not the actual impairment; it's how we're treated, you know, the workplace and the things that restrict us from being able to do things. Because I think you could easily get through your day knowing everybody trusts you to do whatever you do. Um, you know, and not where it's like you know someone's just going to tell you what your eyes or what, what you can and can't do. If they just were like, oh, Paul's coming to work today. What do you want to do? And you just say, I'm going to climb on a ladder and do this. Because I've always jokingly said, but I was serious, like I think you could do maintenance. But they're never going to allow you to do maintenance or any, at any place, not even where we work. Because, you know, you're considered a liability. You're not really. If they just find the right mm. things for you to do, you're not good. in my opinion, I'm not. Yeah, you're not a liability at all. I mean, I'm sure there's some. Yeah, like you're not gonna. You'll never be allowed to drive trucks and certain things. But you you say that from the jump. This is what I can't do. What else you got? And then boom, you figure it out. Um. So one of the questions I wanted to ask, and I do know the answer to this, but what are some of your other uh? physical conditions besides your blindness so you talked about your eczema a little uh, eczema a little bit eczema yeah I was born with that I think I've done every treatment that's out there uh, the problem is I'm allergic to eggs right. and eggs are in everything mm-hmm. so I mean it's in bread it's in pasta it's it's in everything. I mean, there's no way to avoid 
eaten at least part of an egg, I guess you'd say. Mm. I mean, if I could get away with eggs, I bet you my skin would be a lot better, but I don't think for, that's ever going to happen. Now you did get a cream for it, right? I have creams. I've, I, I now currently take injections. Okay, right. Uh, Do they work? Yes and no. I think it definitely helps, but it's not where I'd want it to be. I personally think it's because of my size. I don't think I'm getting a large enough dose. Right, right. So if I take these injections twice a month, if I could sneak a third one in there somewhere, I think I'd have better results. Right. Um, what other uh, other problems? <laughs> oh, jeez. I just want to tell them so they don't think it, because I mean, the blindness is bad enough, but oh, yeah, yeah. one of the things I've always respected about you is you, you always are in excruciating pain from one thing or another, and you just keep pulling through. Yeah, I get, uh, I got gout, which, oh. how's that feel? Uh, I'll take blindness over gout any day. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> seen you in excruciating pain multiple times through that. The doctor said people say it's worse than childbirth. Yeah, I don't know about that one. But I don't know neither, but I know it sucks. That might be sexist too, but it's well, okay. Whatever, but <laughs> I'd rather get kicked in the gonads. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll take your word on it. I'm not going to allow you to do that either, but <laughs> I'll, I'll take your word on it. it, it it's bad. I feel bad for anybody that gets it. Right. Uh, do they do they interact with each other? That in the uh, eczema? No. 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 Okay. no um, what else? As far as health problems, yeah. I got uh, high blood pressure. Yeah. Depression. Um, indigestion. Okay. Look at your sleeping habits. Yeah, I don't sleep very well. I take, uh, we think we have the uh, non 24 week sleep disorder. Oh, yeah, tell me about that. I've told someone about that, and a lot of people don't understand that. What, how do the, you get that? The non, the 24 hour non sleep week disorder, it's actually your circadian rhythm. It's a big word for you, I'm proud of you. Yes, and I don't even know if I've said it right. But, anyways, it's your inner clock. So, you're not you're not telling the difference between day and night now. Right. When you're totally blind. Only blind people get this, right? Yes, totally blind people. Because for like you, when it gets dark, you're supposed to go to bed. Right. You you know to go to bed. Right. Well for totally blind people you're dark twenty four seven. So your inner clock is all screwed up. So they got a medication out there that is supposed to help calibrate your clock I guess I don't know yeah. get it back to normal Good enough, yeah. uh, on top of that I got sleep acne sleep apnea yeah, yeah whatever that is 
Yeah, Athens, a grocery store. Whatever. <laughs> uh, you, like, uh, you have a mask for that? Yeah, I got one of them stupid masks. So between that and the medication for my circadian rhythm disorder. Uh-huh. Do you, how often do you, like, you know how many hours you usually get a night? Sleep-wise? Uh, I've been doing pretty good lately, so I'm, I'm going to say around five, oh, six. That's yeah, it's not bad. No, it, it's getting a lot better. Oh, good. So. Uh, any other problems? I mean, that's enough, but I'm no, sure there's something. There probably is some stupid stuff. I don't know. So how many medications do you take? Because <laughs> that's always been my one thing. I've always said about you that. I've never met a person ever that needed insurance more than you. I think I have 19 prescriptions. <laughs> I and I'm only 37. Right. That's the bad part. Yeah, you get older, you're going to be taking more. Um, are they all like lifetime medications, like forever? Um, I don't see it going away anytime soon. Right. Because I know some of your medications, they've kind of... See, a lot of my problems started when I was, at the same time I went blind because of that prednisone. Right. The prednisone's what made me big. The prednisone's what caused high blood pressure. Uh, the prednisone is a good drug, but it also has a lot of bad side effects to it. Mm. And when you're on 60 milligrams for three years straight, it's bound to do something to you. Yeah, it did wonders for my atopic dermatitis, but it took tolls on the rest of my body. Yeah. So. Well, I know some of your medications, they've kind of counteracted with each other where it would make something go up. Uh, and then you would have to take another medication to balance out that. Some, yeah. I don't think... I don't think I'm on any more medication that's like that. Well, that's good. But... I think I fluctuate between 17 and 19 prescriptions a month. Something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever Have you ever tried looking at like... I should get another dozen of them, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I hope not, but yeah. Have you ever Have you ever like looked up the prices and added them all together? No. Of what I'm, it would really I'm not, cost you? I'm not even interested. Yeah, no, you'd be so bankrupt. I know that uh, let me get this straight here. I'm pretty sure those uh, shots that I'm taking for my atopic dermatitis uh -huh. is it a little over thirty thousand a year. Wow, and that's just one. That, n no, that's for the year. No, I mean one month of your medication. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's like twelve hundred and eighty bucks an injection. Wow. Now, were you counting the injections with your medication? Was your nineteen? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Um. So, on a more positive note, <laughs> um, what are some of the things that you like to do that you enjoy in life? We were talking about some of it earlier. I wanted to go back to it. Uh. Well, my woodworking, I, I enjoy that the most. I like, yeah, I like harassing people. Right. That's but I, fun. But I mean good things, Paul, like your woodwork. Like, what do you, what do you do for you? I know. I'm that is a good thing. It is, you're right. 
But I mean, things in my like, sixth sense of humor. Right, but you do a lot of good things that could inspire people, like your woodwork. What, what kind of things do you do? All right, my woodworking, I've built. And what do you work with? I'm sorry, like what tools and all that. I pretty much run any saw out there. Now, is your doctor a fan of this? Uh, I don't know if my doctor is even aware of it. Okay. <laughs> but I do know I got a lot of people that are not fond of it. Right. Um, I got radio arm saw, table saw, main saw, jointer, planer. Drill press, sanders. And just so people know, they don't know what a lot of that stuff is, you can really hurt yourself with a lot of those things, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and you have. But not nothing, you know, you haven't lopped off a limb yet. No, I still got all ten fingers. That's good. But yes, uh, I've had boards kick back from a table saw. That doesn't feel good. No. I got my fingers caught underneath belt sanders already that don't feel good. Uh, yes, you can really get hurt if you're not careful. So how do you, like, okay, for instance, like, how do you measure things? Well, I got a couple different ways. Okay. I do have a talking tape measure. Right. Um, I got what they call a click roll. When you extend it, each click is a sixteenth of an inch. And I also have. And that's sorry. That's not a visually impaired utensil, is it? That's just Actually, something. yes, it is. Oh, it is. Okay. Yes. Just make sure. I didn't know what yep. it was. So. I don't know why a sighted person would use it, but. Okay. I didn't. I just didn't know if it was just a thing you just kind of picked up on and used that you used nope. it by the clicks. So no, no, it's made for blind people. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And some stuff I have jigs that are already cut out so I don't have to measure nothing I can just put that jig between the fence and the blade and clamp it down and I got my measurement right. so there are my three ways of no, measuring awesome um, how do you so how do you not hurt yourself when clearly you don't have sight and if you're running like a very loud drill how do you or any, any loud uh, equipment that you use how do you keep yourself from hurting yourself on most occasions um saws mm. I mean it's I tell everybody it's common sense before you even turn it on you need to know where your fingers are you need to know where the blade is so you can keep your fingers away from it right. um it, if you're cutting something small or you're getting close to the end of a piece that you're cutting and you don't feel comfortable just don't do it just stop stop take your board out if you can flip it over and finish cutting it from the other end that way you're not even close to the blade I've done that lots of times especially when I'm cutting narrow stock mm -hmm. uh, I'll go until I hit the edge of the table and then I'll just turn it off, flip my board around, turn it back on and finish cutting that little section and you're good to go. As far as uh, uh, sanders, 
I don't know if for me you can't avoid hitting your fingers I mean it's not gonna cut them off but it can uh, there a couple of nicks here and there can make them a little raw yeah, you do. Depends on how many times you do it, you know. I mean, you, it's one of those things you got to feel the board as you're holding the sander to know where you've been, where you got to finish, what needs sanded more than other spots. Right. And once you're running the sander over to it, you're, you're bound to hit your hand. Right, right. I mean, it, it's not pleasant, but it's... Well, you have rough skin anyway. You're not going to take a limb off. Yeah. I mean, you have rough skin part right. of your skin disease. Right. And part of it's just because you use your hands all the time. Right. Um, no, if you get it caught under a belt sander or bench sander, it's still not going to take a limb off. But it's it's going to suck. It's going to hurt more than just a regular palm sander. Right. Um, that's good. Um... <clears throat> so do you do you use you know regular tools too just like hammers like can you can you put in a nail no problem I wouldn't say no problem but yeah I can drive a nail in how do you do it without cracking a finger I'm sure, I'm sure you've done it but you know in general the I don't know how to explain it I mean once you get your nail started and you you kind of sense where you need to be, mm -hmm. and then you just start driving the nail in. I mean, a lot of times you hit the board beside it, yeah. then you dent your wood, and that takes you off. Or you'll bend the nail. Um, I use a uh, Brad nailer, mm -hmm. ran by an air compressor. A lot easier than driving a nail when you just pull a trigger. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Just boom. Yep. Yeah. But you gotta watch out for that stuff because I. Oh yeah. I've gotten myself twice with a nail gun already. Oh, sure. Uh, and not intentionally. That's just because they they blew out the side of the board. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. You're holding onto the board and you hit just like the other day. I was nailing a board and the nail turned into an L shape. It went down and came straight out the side. Yeah. So you can't predict where the nail is going to go. Right. So. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, no matter what, you're still taking risk regardless. Mm -hmm. No matter how many things they come out with or right, whatever. Right. I mean, you're doing it the best way you could, anyone could probably do it, but you're still going to take some bruises. As far as putting screws in, I think I will always struggle with that I don't know how you can make it so you run a screw in very straight I, if there's a way I'd like to know because it's also about finding holes and all that like little basic things sometimes yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah finding a hole sucks even drilling a hole yeah. to put something in I mean you can get it close but I don't think you ever get a, you might get lucky once or twice and get a straight drill, but I don't know, every time I drill something, I put a bolt in it, it's crooked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not much, but it, it's enough to tick you off. 
Um, so I'll get the getting towards the end here. What what are some things that you make? I make uh, shoe racks. Yep. I make raised dog dishes. I make bird houses. They look like a Conestoga covered wagon. Okay. They're pretty cool, actually. Yeah, well, I'll take a picture of Grandma's. I'll put it up on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I got my shoe rack up there. He made for me. This is the first one. It's really nice too. Yep. I need another one though. Um. What else? Lanterns. They're just a couple pieces of wood with a mason jar and a flickering candlestick. Right. Pretty cool, actually. I think that was my biggest hit. You got those baskets you make. Clothes basket holders, uh, raised dog dishes. I don't. Okay, guys, we got got cut off a little bit, but um, so just one quick thing. Just go through the rundown of the things that you you make quickly. Okay, I make uh, shoe racks, yep. clothes basket holders, raised dog dishes, bird houses, uh, wooden lanterns. Uh, I made a shelf. A potato bin, a raised flower bed. I mean, that's just some of the stuff I've done. Paper towel holders. Um, I'm always open to new ideas. So. Right. So that that was kind of where we got cut off at. Um, yeah. What What is your your new ideas that you're working on? Because you're always trying to find new things to uh, build. The new things I'm trying gonna start trying is a uh, wishing well. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be challenging. And end tables and coffee tables. Ooh, okay. So that's going to be, I think I can do it. It's just the finishing part that's going to be challenging. Quickly, what's your what's your process of trying to figure it out if you can do it or not? Like with the well or the, or the uh, tables? Well, like the wishing well, there's a lot of angles, um, a lot of different... Yeah, different angles. I mean, you're going to have eight angles on each piece, and then you got to flip-flop them, and it's going to be challenging, but right. I think I can figure it out. And, and as far as I got confidence in the end tables and the coffee tables, yeah, it's just the last finishing part of it is going to be a little challenging. Right. Because you want to want to look, make it look a lot better than just a birdhouse, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't have to make you say this again, but um, what it, what is do you want to say to the people that are blind or going through something? What is your message to keep them going? Uh, I would say just keep trucking along. Don't don't let anything hold you back. Uh. Especially for us blind people, they don't want us. So, yeah. the more we can prove that we can do it, yeah, right. let's do it because everybody thinks we're a liability. Right. Yeah, as I said, like allow us to figure out what our limitations are. Right. We're all about. All you have to do is give us an opportunity. If we fail, let us deal with that on our own terms. But we're appreciative of you giving us, give us a, ch give us a chance. Um, just don't tell us what we can't do. That's what frustrates us the most. Mm -hmm. um, 
So if you're laying around feeling sorry for yourself, knock it off. Damn right. All right, Polly. Thank you for doing this again. Hey, no problem, buddy. I said this on the last one, but I do mean it. I love you, and I'm happy you did this. Um, and, uh, yeah. Well, Sounds I will, good. I will put your links in the description when you send them to me. And uh, I hope people buy Paul's stuff because it is really good. I tease them all the time. Um, it is a lot better than TJ Maxx and all the other places <laughs> unless they want to be a sponsor. Um, other than that, yep, thanks, guys.